Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for tuning in on this Tuesday morning. I love Tuesdays. I don't know why. I, You know, Tuesday for me, I, I love Sundays. So we have weird days off around. Yesterday, I kind of got lazed out a little bit. And I think I was telling you guys yesterday that, uh, you know, whenever you come in late from the road, those of you who haven't traveled in evangelism or missions or anything like that, when you decide, when you commit, to, I'm going to drive from Raleigh back to Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> And it's one something when you get home and you go to bed at three something. It's hard yeah. to recover from that, you know. And that is, that's rough. Yeah, my so my mind's a little foggy. And but we were part of a great ordination service, and we got to see a humble, wonderful servant of God get ordained. Yeah. Uh, you know, potentially the future pastor of that church, and so that was so excited. So the we've been going through words, Stephanie. We've been talking about army words and 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 words we go through, and and a fellow named Mark who's a servant of the Lord as a missionary over there in Asia, uh, sent us, you know, why don't you use the army values as words? And we appreciate that. Send us stuff. We listen to what you're saying. Uh, but I think this word duty, uh, duty is, uh, the next word. So the army words, a loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. So, so duty in the army means like fulfilling your obligation. And uh, I think it means the same thing. I think that's another one of those words, Stephanie, that mean the same thing uh, to God. And I think we yeah. find over in Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of a man, of man, uh, man, woman. And it says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. So, I, I kept on reading that verse for a couple reasons. One is to remind me that everything I do in my life, secret, weird, what's in my heart, I'm going to have to stand to God for, and I'm scared about that. But the other thing is our duty is to fear God. Now, fearing God doesn't mean we walk around and say, God's going to kill me today, you know, lock ourselves in the house, uh, God's after me, things like that. No, a fear of God is a good thing. It's fearing knowing that God is in control of my whole life. Fear in him is trusting his commandments going forward with his commandments. As Christians, we're a different level of human being with our everything. It's not just our relationships. It's just not our study. It's just not, it's across the board. We're different. And mm -hmm. I can prove that to you. You know, Stephanie and I, she could go out to Warsaw right now and show you uh, a group of people and they live completely different than Christians. And one of the reasons for that, and I could take you right down the road here and show you the same thing. And one of the reasons for that is because we have a duty to God uh, to keep his commandments. And, 
and that's our duty. And so, Stephanie, when I think of duty in the Army, for me all the time was we even had a rule in the Army called malicious incompliance. So that was part of the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So it was a law. So the Uniform Code of Military Justice provides legal and illegal things that you do. So if you go outside of the military code, the United uh, UCMJ, United uh, Code of Military Justice, if you go outside of the UCMJ, if the UCMJ says you shouldn't do this, even if you didn't do it, but you know someone else did it and you didn't say anything, you can be charged with a malicious incompliance. Uh, same uh, could be as, as Stephanie's a fellow soldier of mine and and I know she's doing something wrong that could hurt the army, hurt the unit, hurt our office, or hurt her. And I don't change that and go over and say, hey, stop this. You can't do it this way. The army yeah. can charge me with malicious incompliance and say, you maliciously didn't help. You knew better. Yeah. So when we look at God and you're thinking of the word duty, uh, Stephanie, what comes to your mind and heart? Well, in terms of from where I'm sitting, when it comes to PTSD, um, it is my duty. If I see someone hurting and as a Christian, the love of Christ constrains me or it's supposed to, Yeah. if it doesn't, if it doesn't, my heart is very cold. Second Corinthians three. I, yeah. Yeah. I've lost my first love. If the love of, if, if, if I do not feel constrained, in other words, if I do not feel and the Holy Spirit is not giving me that sense of duty to make a difference in the life of someone else. Um, we are not given that option. And I, I, we live in such a self-absorbed world that sometimes it just makes me want to scream because people don't really care about other people when the rubber meets the road. That's right. And that is, that is the opposite of duty. Duty says when, when I have a fellow soldier wounded, my duty is stop everything. Even if it means I get wounded to help them, yeah. I'm going to help them. And you know, it's it's we the situation you know that we've been working with. You've said to me so many times, I don't care. I don't care if my name's out there. I don't care. Um, yeah. If I'm lumped into this, and that's that's loyalty and that's duty because I have not had that response from everybody. I've had the fear response of, oh, we can't let this get out. This messes up everything. And you know what? Truth does mess things up sometimes. And it fixes. Yeah. Wounds, wounds mess things up sometimes. But duty says, this is what's right. And so by God's help, we'll do the right thing. We'll, we'll take shots for, for our fellow soldiers. We'll take shots for our fellow you know, brothers or sisters in Christ, because that's what God has called us to do. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, I think that's a really clear point of what duty looks like. Uh, that's, that's as clear of a point as you're going to get. That's duty at, at its best right there is, is putting other people ahead of you is taking care of the wounded, making sure the wounded heal properly, uh, making sure you don't leave people out there. You know, we, nobody is left behind period. That's, yes. that's yeah. always been the rule. Nobody's left behind. We don't leave people behind in Christianity. We, we don't leave people hurting. We don't say, well, it's easier not to get involved. No, we do the opposite. We call everybody we know. We, 
we we do everything we can. We call people we don't know. We're going to make a difference for the wounded person. We're going to make sure no one else gets wounded. We're going to make sure that the trail is an easy trail to pass. We're going to make sure that that road's not going to bring anyone else to pain or hurt. Uh, we're going to make sure that people know who the enemy are. And I mean, that's duty. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, for, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, uh, so, I, you know, every time I go to that verse and I think about it, uh, that whosoever believeth him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Christ performed a duty for me. Yeah. And, and, and so that example should be an example for me because we're telling people I started off this podcast last week two weeks ago I said again we're, we're following people's examples that's why it's important we go to right church that's why it's important we do things for our kids that's why it's important our kids do things for the younger kids that's why it's important that you have good groups at church that's why it's important that we listen to read the bible is because all these things are an example for us and if duty is help we we batten down the hatches we put the sandbags out. We put the 50 caliber out. We load it up and we take care of the soldiers that have been wounded. That's our duty. Yeah. Well, and I think it's huge. We've talked about this before, but when you know who the enemy is and you don't warn other people and you let somebody else get hurt because, well, love covers a multitude of sins. Love does not let other people get hurt. Yeah, that's right. And we live in such a perverted Christian world, and that sounds terrible to say, but it is the blunt, honest truth, to where abusers and people who sit are sadists, just being very blunt about it, who take pleasure in hurting other people, are, are running rampant because Christians are afraid to throw out the warnings of beware. And I'm not saying we become hateful, and I'm not saying we become vigilantes, and I'm not saying we go around and do idiotic, foolish things, post things on Facebook that have no business being on Facebook. I'm not I'm not excusing any of that, but what I am saying is when you have someone that you love and care about, and you can see that they're headed down a trail to get hurt, and you do nothing to stop that trail, that is, that is you are failing in your sense of duty as, as a human but also as a child of God, because God throws us up warning signs all the time to protect us. And that's yeah. what we should be doing for each other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we should be looking out. We should be, we should be going in front of the wounded. You know, the, the protocol for taking care of wounded and the duty we have is to put the wounded behind us and to make sure they don't get wounded again. And so we wrap ourselves around them. We provide all the protection we can. We bring them back to the rear area and get them well. And we take care of the enemy that hurt them. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I think that's where we're at. I think that's what duty is all about. I think we could, uh, you know, when we look at duty, when we look at things, we, we can honestly probably come up with a hundred different things that say, well, this is your duty during the day, your duty as a spouse, your duty as an employee, you know, to give a hundred percent as an employee, to give a hundred percent as a spouse, to give a hundred percent as this, as that. And, uh, I get all that, but I, I think right now as soldiers, we got to look out for each other as soldiers and we got to know who's in our squad, who's in our tribe, who's our people. And when yeah. you work that out, that's where that loyalty and duty comes the loyalty from yesterday, find the loyal crowd, hang with them. 
That's the mm-hmm. platoon you're fighting these battles with on earth. You got to be in that right mm-hmm. church. You got to be with that right group of people. You got to be doing those right things. You got to be with the right folks. And so I, I don't mm-hmm. want to overemphasize that, but I think everything Stephanie just said was good. We have a duty to look out for each other. And if you're wounded, you have a duty to let us know. And uh, so we can help you out and come up alongside of you. So with all that, we're going to run real quick and let the stations do what the stations do. Here we go. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. So here we are, Stephanie. We find ourselves in Proverbs, the 23rd Proverb. We're starting on verse number six, and I think six, seven, and eight all go together here. So we're just going to go ahead and read them, and then we're going to talk about it. My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe thy ways. For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait for a prey, and increaseth the uh, transgressors among men. Boy, you go to something like that, and he's saying, my son, give me your heart. And, uh, you know, we got to give our heart to God. And, and, uh, and, and he's saying, observe my ways. And I was thinking about Solomon saying, observe my ways with all, his, all the sexual pervert stuff he's got going on in his life. So I, I believe at this point he's got his heart right and all these different things. But he's saying, observe my ways and uh, let your eyes look at me. And, and then he goes on to say, listen, you know, a harlot, uh, a bad woman or a bad man, and they go both ways. It's easy to get lured in both ways. We all have the same uh, chemistry and makeup, and we all strive for that uh, one-person physical relationship that God gives us as a wedding gift when we get married. And But there are so many others out there that will, you know, lead you astray. And so it goes on and it talks about, you know, this lady, and I'll use the word harlot or this man, and and it says it's a deep pit. And so pits in this day, pits in our day today are traps. You know, you put a big pit that an animal can't get out of. You want a bear to fall in it. You want to catch that bears that's been eaten in your garden or, or the fox. You want them to go running along and, and, and drop, drop in the pit. And, uh, and, and then it goes on and it even describes a relationship. I think there in that, you know, as it moves forward, it says that, uh, they lieth and pray so they can increase the transgressions. It talks about being a narrow pit too. It's hard uh, in a narrow, uh, you got this idea of having to work in this narrowness. You know, you can't, you can't go any deeper than that. It, it's so hard. So it says uh, a deep ditch and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait for her prey. And, and these men and women who are sexually deviant, Stephanie, we know this. These men and women who are promiscuous, these men and women who are outside of God's rules for relationships. And um, some of them are praying or trying to pray on the people we love and care about. And it's, yeah. it's telling us that's a deep pit, man. That's a narrow pit. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah. Well, I think it's very interesting that God uses this term, pit the pit is never associated with something godly or good and um whenever i read verses like this i think of samson and here was a man god created with a specific person purpose to be a judge of israel um he gave him a spe- the specific role that he was to fulfill in in helping israel escape the bondage and the 
chains and the yoke of the Philistines. But because Samson never got this concept right, it led to his destruction. And I do believe Samson was um, an Old Testament saint because he is by name listed in Hebrews 11. Yeah. As as someone who was full of faith. And yet when it came to women... He was a disastrous mess, and it and it was a pit. I mean, it led to his eyes being gouged out. It 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 took him down a trail he never planned to go, and that the warning of this um, is is incredible. And verse twenty eight goes along with it. She also lieth and waiteth for a prey. That idea of a hunter, um, of a lion stalking, and where this kind of woman is looking for the simple fool. Um, because there, there's a sadistic pleasure that comes from taking that prey captive. And it says, and increaseth the transgressors among men. In other words, because of her, so many men have fallen. Yeah. And this is a scary thing. And yet we see this. Yeah. We see this over and over and over, over. again. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell you, we, we, uh, uh, we were part of planting our church up in New York. We we planted one up there, and there was a guy in the church who fit the role of mm. uh, seducing these women and stuff. And so there are women in the church. And one of the things you have around military bases and stuff is these these guys, you know, most of them are young and inexperienced, and all of a sudden they have this worldly freedom, and they would just come along and, and you know, some were, you know, good Christians and did the right thing and followed their teachings and others would take advantage of these ladies. Some of them single parents, some of them, you know, their life's upside down and, and boy, they would just, they would pray uh, on these young ladies and stuff in our church and would see it. And I'd have to, you know, I had to kick a guy out of the church and say, no, we, we don't do this. We, we don't live this way. These are fine women serving God with renewed uh, vows to God and a life. And, and, and we're not going to, you know, lure them in saying, well, if you want me, and that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the biggest things ever is people who, if you want me, you better do this, this, and this. And it starts easy enough, innocuous enough. I read a story the other day on this young girl she's 17, 18. I know that's not young anymore, but, uh, it's young as far as I'm concerned. And it was talking about, you know, if you want to be my girlfriend, you've got to text me this many times. You've got to see me this many times. If your parents say he's got to stay home too bad, you got to meet me out on the road. Uh, we got to, you know, and he kept on making rules and she kept on following the rules. And then it finally got to the point, well, if you want to still be my girlfriend and you want me to think about marrying you, uh, we need to have a physical relationship. So she did. She got mm-hmm. pregnant and the guy moved across country. And ah. so, so I'll tell you that there are people out there and they're praying, they're praying on us. They, you know, and they're praying on our loved ones, our people, uh, they're, they're praying, they're, they're doing these things. They want to, uh, they want to lure them in. I mean, this is a picture of a narcissist too. We, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and they're, they're sexually deviant. Uh, Stephanie and, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, one of the things that I'm always, I'm always hurt by when I hear these stories and I see them is, you know, we live a different life. I get that. I mean, Stephanie was mm-hmm. born and raised in a pastor's home. I'm a missionary now. We, you know, we, we try to espouse the values, but we're just as tender and weak as people mm-hmm. who weren't raised in those situations. We're just mm-hmm. having to make a choice all the time. 
And, yeah. and folks, what I'm saying to you is if you've been stuck in these pits and with these bad people uh, and they've hurt you, and that doesn't mean you have to stay that way. You know, my sisters married the biggest losers there ever were. So what did they do when they uh, got broke up and divorced? They married the other biggest losers they ever were. So you say, well, how do you combat that? Well, as Christians, that's why we get involved in, in a different way. <laughs> and we make sure that people fit in. Or how do we make sure that people aren't prey? Well, as Christians, we've got some rules we follow. And there's some flags that go up. You know, we don't hang with the person that's not in church. We don't hang with the person that doesn't have a good record. And I don't know, Stephanie, this has always concerned me. I go back in my mind, I'm thinking of years ago, uh, at Fort Bliss, Texas, when I first got saved and at uh, Hillcrest Baptist Church up there and at, at Fort Bliss. And I can remember I sat with a whole group of ladies up in the front right. You know, we all didn't sit next to each other, but we, it was called the widow and widower corner because our spouses, their spouses, not mine. Thankfully, Debbie got saved not too long after me, started coming to church with me. But they married all these guys who supposedly just got saved and were right with God. And there they were every week at church all by themselves. There they were raising their kids all by themselves. Um, and, and I remember how sad I thought that was. And I was with them for a little while. But the reason that happens is because of what this verse is saying. There's strange people out there. And they want to get you in the pit. That's where the expression comes from. This is the pit. You get stuck in a pit, you're not getting out. And, and I think, Stephanie, any advice you would give to young women and stuff, I know we're up against it. We're always up against the time. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're a talking people, okay? <laughs> Our tribes are talking people. But any advice you'd give to young women, young men, uh, as, you, as we close this out? Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And when the right one comes along, you'll know because they will build you up in your love for Jesus Christ. That's what defines the right person isn't, um, isn't their past, your past, whatever. It's the fact that their hearts desire yeah. to love and know Jesus more. Make that your defining point and it'll, a lot of other things will fall into place at that point. Yeah. It seems like the closer we get to God, uh, the farther away we get from these knuckleheads. Yeah. And, and and I, I think that's what we got to remember here in our minds and in our lives is just keep on getting closer to God. And uh, the closer you get to God, you'll be able to determine some of these things. And, and that's why if you're not from a Christian home, um, you know, you got a pastor who can help you through some of these things. And that's what that's all about. And especially you young people, and I'm not picking on you because you're young. I respect you. I used to hate it when people say, oh, these are the best times of your life. And you'd say, no, they're not, you jerk. <laughs> you know, you're 17. Yeah. You got 60 tests to do. Your parents are driving you crazy. And people would say, oh, you have no idea. These are the best times of your life. I'd say, shut up. <laughs> these aren't the best times of my life. Uh, but just hang in there. And, and I say that to everybody. And those of you who've just found God, just stay pure, stay clean. You're okay now. Uh, God has taken your previous junk and he's put it as far as the East is from the West. They'll never come back together and just trust God and move forward. So that's what we got for you there. And we're moving on tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. We continue on with the army values. And I believe the next one up is respect. So you don't want to miss that. We sure do love you guys. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. You can contact me at Doug at woundedspirits.com. We'd love to tell you about the retreat, many things we have going on with the ministry. And if I talk any faster, you guys won't be able to understand, but we sure do love you. Hey, with a smile that only God can give you today. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.